0: The Law School Show, helping you navigate the law school experience with resources and opportunities curated for your success. Catch it all here, right now, on the Student Life Series. The Student Life Series is brought to you by LexisNexis. LexisNexis supports future lawyers. Excel in your law school studies and kickstart your legal career with Lexis Advanced Quick Law. Register for your complimentary ID at lexisnexisca slash lawschools. Plus, earn star rewards points and prizes while you learn. Enter the secret code RECRUIT22 for 250 bonus points now through March 31st. Welcome to The Law School Show. My name is Harleen Bangu and I will be your host for today's episode. Today's episode is about the 2L recruitment process and the different routes available to students, the so-called untraditional route. We have here joining us today, Corey Willard. Corey completed his law degree at the University of Ottawa and is now a partner at Gowling WLG, an international law firm. Corey has a broad litigation practice and is also very involved with his community. Today, Corey will be sharing his experience with the 2L recruitment process and how it led to his position today. Thank you so much for joining me today, Corey. Oh, it's
1: my pleasure.
0: So I first... Saw your profile on LinkedIn, which actually caught my eye during my two l summer. So this past summer, you made a post about your newsfeed being packed with law students announcing that they had secured a summer position, and your post was geared towards students that did not secure a did not secure a summer position. And you wrote that you also did not secure a job anywhere during your two l recruitment process through the formal recruitment. So what you wrote had really resonated with me because I also did not secure a position through the formal recruitment process. So you wrote that you now look back at that moment and realize that that summer gave you a new perspective and exposure exposure that you still to this day implement and value. So I want to speak a little bit about that.
1: Sure. Yeah, no, it it was uh, it was an interesting uh it was an interesting time, uh, especially with COVID. You know, these these students are, are appropriately, you know, posting that they've they've secured positions, and and we always talk about the the people who who find the positions, but we often <laughs> don't talk about that other eighty percent or or whatever it is who who are still looking for work. Um, and uh, yeah, I just felt like I I, I had to share my journey, and, and interestingly, I I wasn't the only one. I think there were. There were other, it kind of became a movement. There were lawyers from other firms I could see in my doing the same thing, uh, which I thought was was great because uh, it's something we forget to do sometimes. We always like to talk about the successes, but uh, um, unfortunately, the reality of life in general is uh, in order to get to where we want to be, there needs to be some, some challenges along the way. And that was certainly one of them for me.
0: No, I agree. And I appreciate your post because we. Just normally look at lawyers at these top law firms and just think that they went through the you know they did their 2l summer there they and then they did their articling there and that that's how they ended up at this position but every single one of those lawyers had such a different journey and it's great to hear about different perspectives and different journeys. So then law students that didn't go through that formal recruitment process don't feel as like, I guess, like upset or embarrassed that they didn't get that same opportunity and have this feeling of being behind everyone. Absolutely. So I just wanted to start with, did you go through the formal 2L OCI process? I know that you wrote about it, but just speak a little bit about it and how it was. For yeah. You. So
1: I did. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're going back in time here, but I, I remember uh, going through the two L process. I think it's a little bit different now, but the you know the ideas and the deadlines are quite similar. Um, and uh, yeah. yeah, so I would applied to a bunch of law firms um, in in Ottawa. Um, if it's it's interesting because if, I know I applied to some of them in Toronto. I think at the time their process was in like before the one in Ottawa. Not really knowing what I wanted to yeah. do, but I know I wanted to work in Ottawa because my family's here. Um, or there and, uh, yeah, so I ended up doing that and, uh, I, I applied to Toronto, I had some interviews with some firms and just kind of chickened out. <laughs> uh, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't proceed with that. And then, uh, I, um, I did the whole Ottawa process, uh, and, you know, I had a few interviews. I remember applying to like everything, um, that was available on that, on that website. And, um, yeah, ended up uh, not uh, not getting hired um, by anyone uh, at the time. The, I think the, the the firm I was most interested in um, was Heen and Blakey, and we all know what happened to that firm. They ended up uh, collapsing uh, some years ago. Um, so it's you know looking back, it's it's really interesting to see how that all evolved because um, two of the senior partners who had interviewed me. <laughs> are now uh, partners of mine mm-hmm. and Gowling, so it's uh, it's, it's, oh, wow. it's literally a small world sometimes, you know. Um, so yeah, that was my my experience. And what, what I really enjoyed, you know, I, I look back and it's, in my view, it was a very positive one, even though I didn't get the results I was hoping I would get or the outcome I was hoping I would get at the time. I got to meet some really, really cool people. Um, um, and it's a bit like a networking opportunity, in hindsight, you know, uh, I remember lawyers from McMillan's. Uh, I remember lawyers from BLG. I remember uh, lawyers from Norton Rose, people I would not have uh, met uh, but for this uh, this process and, and people I, I sp- speak to on a somewhat regular basis today. So um, because of that. So I think that's that's something that uh, that we, we often forget about this this recruitment process, the the purpose of it is obviously the main purpose of it is obviously securing a a, a first job in the, in the in the field, but there's there's a lot more to that um, in my view, and that's something that that can't be lost on on uh, on two l students who don't secure uh, positions initially
0: I agree because as a student, you don't really realize that the these opportunities are for networking and that you realize you just think that you're just one of many students and nobody's going to remember your name or you're not going to meet these um, individuals later on in your life. And as you start practicing, you get to see these people again that you previously interviewed with and they remember you or like you remember each other's faces. And that's how you network. So it's, it's a really good opportunity for that as well. So it's good to put, I guess, like your best foot forward, even if you don't get like the position you're hoping for.
1: Totally. And it goes back to, you know, I was speaking to uh, University of Ottawa last week, and I remember um, my first day of law school, uh, Guy Pratt, who's a uh, partner at uh, BLG, uh, had spoken to us and told us that, you know, we only have one reputation, and it takes years to build it. Um, and it only takes, you know, one or two really bad decisions to, to ruin it um, forever. So. It, it was just, it was kind of stuck in my mind that, you know, as you're going through law school, this is usually one of the first contacts you have with the, the legal profession and um, going through this process. So even if you're not hired, you're, you are building your reputation, you are building your resume and uh, you know, by, by going out there and, and meeting with these people and, and speaking to them. So uh, to me, that's probably, in my view, that's the primary purpose of that, uh, of that process. Even, though you know uh, both participants the law firms are looking to hire uh and secure you know the people they want to hire and the students are looking to secure you know a job um but there's there's so much more than just than just that in my view
0: yeah i, I completely agree and i think that's a great way of looking at it so then i just want to move on to where did you work in your two um summer or during your
1: summer? yeah so that's a that's a very good question um so I did a lot that summer. I, you know, start off by saying it was definitely the most um interesting summer uh, I I I had uh, with respect to you know the, the the profession. Um, I had done a pro bono thing with uh, Anne Levesque, who's a professor at the University of Ottawa. Um, with uh with a young lady who had been convicted of a very serious crime, uh as a youth, um and we were helping her you know through the the. Criminal justice system, and um, it was it was really, really, you know, really interesting to just get feel that you know the feeling of helping someone, right? I think that's why most people go into law is is that you know fulfillment yeah. of helping someone at the you know the purest level, and that certainly had uh, done that. Uh, and then I also worked with the Canadian Cancer Society. They were looking for a, a summer student to do some uh, some work with respect to. Um, advertising of of tobacco. They were lobbying the federal government at the time to, uh, you know, to limit uh, what's on, what's on packaging and, and advertisement was one, one of the big ones. So that was so cool. Worked with a really, really smart lawyer, uh, his name was Rob Cunningham, uh, who was uh, what I consider one of my earliest mentors in, in the field. Um, and then I also worked, I used to work at the House of Commons, so I, I did that. It's not legal related, but it was uh, something that paid the bills and certainly, uh, yeah. uh, you know, allowed me to uh, enjoy uh, outdoors and, and do the things I love as a student. So, yeah, it ended up working out great. I really enjoyed that that 2L two, uh, two L summer, if, if that's what you call that.
0: So you did all those things in one yeah, summer?
1: Yeah, so they were like part-time. Wow. Yeah, <clears throat> the the cancer thing was... Um, I forget how many hours a week, let's say 30 hours a week. And then uh, the pro bono thing was, yeah. So I, I did work I mean, it was a busy summer, okay. um, but it was, it was, it was, it was awesome and it was flexible. And that's what I really enjoyed. I think that's something they don't teach you in law school is uh, flexibility is something that, that we as, as practitioners uh, often have, depending obviously what field you're working in. Yeah. But um, that's where I really, learn the ability to juggle different things at once and and prioritize different uh, tasks so that you know you can do if you want to go for a bike ride in the morning till 11 a.m then you can and then you go in and you do what you have to do Uh, if you're working as a a physician or a nurse or you know someone who uh, needs to be there in person it's a lot more difficult to do that.
0: So you're in a completely different field now right from where where you were during your 2L summer so, did you think that 2L summer, like, did it kind of show you that that's not the field you want to go into? Or was it just, you just think it was, like, a great experience for, like, I'm guessing, like, research? Or yeah, going? that's
1: a good question. <clears throat> um, anyone who knows in 2L what they want to do for the rest of their career um, are uh, impressive. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you, <laughs> in my experience, I have not encountered anyone other than those people who know they want yeah. to do criminal law. Uh, or like family law, yeah. Um, but and, and then there's everyone else, uh, and I consider myself as one of those people. Um, yeah, you totally. <laughs> you know, I had no idea what I would do. Uh, literally, I had no idea. Uh, I even thought, you know, do I even really want to become a practicing lawyer? Because a lot of people get their law degrees and do a lot of really amazing things. Just like
0: something yeah. else, yeah.
1: So I think that experience um, kind of put everything into perspective for me um and you obviously hindsight i look back and yeah i ended up in in big law doing uh, what lawyers do but um it hasn't done you know i haven't forgotten that experience and i know that it's uh, that it's there uh, available to me if ever i want to go do other things uh, you know working on policies with the federal government being here in ottawa uh working in politics uh, you know working for a not-for-profit as a lobbyist or you know uh, an advocate for a very specific cause. There's, there's all kinds of things you can do with a degree Um And, uh, you know, certainly at this point in my career, I'm happy, but uh, not, you know, life is short, so I always tell people, you know, I'm always thinking, re reassessing, and that was something I learned to do because of my, uh, my 2L experience, not having secured a position in a big firm.
0: No, that's a really great way to look at it because you, you never know where you're going to be in like the next five years or 10 years and your choices or your decisions could change or just the way how you want to live your life could change and you can go into a completely different field. And I guess that's the great thing about law. You're not stuck in one position forever.
1: Yeah. So right.
0: then how did you end up working at Gowling? Like what led you to, I guess, the big firm?
1: yeah so that's a good question so and i think it's still like this there was a process um whereby you would article um like sorry you would apply for your article so i think it was like may of that year my 2l um and then there was like all kinds of employers not just big law uh who were who were involved in that process um and yeah so i applied and uh gallings i guess someone had secured a clerkship, uh, so I applied and uh, ended up, uh, they ended up surprisingly hiring me, uh, not not having <laughs> even given me an interview in the first place, uh, four months prior or whatever oh, it was. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I yeah, uh, got in, met some really cool people and said, oh, you know what, I'll do this, I'll do my article, I mean, I need to do my articling, so I, you know, and I didn't have uh, a million choices available to me, so I thought, let's do this. I'll do my articling and then I'll go do something something cool that's not related to big law. Um so yeah, so that's how I ended up uh, securing a, a position with uh, with Gowlings.
0: How about you choosing that field? It was, was it just that you articled at Gowling and then you I guess liked what you were doing during articling and you decided to go into it?
1: Yeah, so that's a very good question. I mean, I could literally take days to answer that question but to uh as as a good litigator would say I'll keep it short um I yeah so I was doing the you know rotation usually when you do an articles with a big firm you're you're doing a, a rotation so I was kind of dabbling in different areas and um I in January of my articling term um, there was a, a, a senior lawyer. His name was Wayne Breinart, who was looking for a student to help him and another lawyer, um, a more junior lawyer, um, with this kind of interesting hearing with the College of Physicians and Surgeons, uh, who regulates you know the Law Society for Physicians. Um, they regulate physicians in Ontario. So long story short, this lady asked me, um, Annie Maye, who was his associate at the time, asked me if I'd be interested in working on this case, because we were we were from similar um, backgrounds. We were from small towns uh, that were one beside another. And she had found that out through through someone in the firm. So by chance, ended up working with uh, with those two individuals and had a complete blast. We had a hearing in Toronto. It was really interesting. And uh, Wayne and I just really hit it off. Uh, He was a, uh, you know, phenomenal human. Phenomenal mentor, phenomenal lawyer, uh, and someone who really cared about, about me as a person. And, and I, and I kind of in my development and I kind of felt that early on. Um, and, uh, just thought, you know, this is, this is someone who's really going to, um, you know, do whatever he can to make my experience, uh, even, even better. So, uh, fast forward a few years. He you know ended up because in big firms, the, kind of the way it works in the background is each partner kind of has a say on 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 whether or not someone should be hired after articles. Uh, a lot of it has to do with demands and and obviously budgets and things like that. And uh, he kind of did a business case to hire me in the uh, in the medical defense group within our firm, which is which is a quite a big group of thirty lawyers and uh yeah and ended up getting hired i've got grade 10 science so i didn't know much about (laughs) physicians and medicine and things like that uh so it was a bit of a steep learning curve but um but patience and uh and more patience and a lot of coffee uh i uh ended up ended up working mostly exclusively in that area with wayne for uh you know seven years six seven years we did a bunch of trials together and uh he, he was one of my best friends uh, until his tea unfortunately passed away from cancer in January of this year which is yeah still horrible but um, he's left a legacy that I hope I can uh, I can uh, partially carry on and uh, I know I know some of my colleagues have as well and that's kind of the beauty of, of the practice and you know anyone listening to this is uh, focus more on on finding someone like my Wayne uh, than than where you're going to end up working, you know, whether it's a Gowling's or a small boutique firm, or you know, a, a, something not related to law, working with really good people, who want, you know, to develop, you know, to, for you to develop as a human and as a as a lawyer, is to me the most important thing. It doesn't matter where you do that.
0: I like that, and it's so amazing meeting someone like that because they change your whole perspective about like your job and your life and everything and those I guess those thoughts that you had about like should I go into law or should I still pursue this kind of go away because this person just makes you want to continue to work with them and learn more so hopefully everyone finds a mentor like that
1: absolutely and it's it's funny I I've always said I think it's a basketball player who uh, who used it initially but it's I always say just trust the process like truly you know life has a funny way of, of, of figuring things out for for all of us um, and and by being open-minded and by just not you know taking not negative I wouldn't say negative experiences but you know what we consider as failures you know not securing a position in two else take that and convert it into a, a very positive experience uh, and that's certainly what I did and and certainly what I know uh, a lot of people that i work with or i you know i work on files with uh who are in other firms uh, have had experienced as well um so obviously i know not getting it sucks you know it totally sucks being being rejected yeah. i mean i don't think anyone enjoys that uh <laughs> because that's truly what it feels like especially when you're trying to you know you're you're trying to see if you're made it for is. this and yeah. oh my goodness you get this this rejection letter and you're thinking "Geez, am i cut out
0: why don't they like me where did i go wrong (laughs) what did i say yeah Yeah. no it's true and normally when you get rejected you can't really see past that rejection you think this is it i'm never gonna get accepted anywhere like this is my life from now on and you you can't see past that so that's good advice but I wanted to also ask you, so that experience you had from your 2L recruit, you said that you still value it and implement it till this day. So I want to ask you how that helps you in your position today.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, kind of a little bit take off where I left off. It's uh, In the last question, it's it's really been, for me, um, it puts a lot into perspective, you know. Uh, a lot of people I've met throughout the years are quite loyal, you know, with to, to the big firm or to the you know, to the person they're working with, which is great. Uh, but it is a two-way street, and having been not, you know rejected for lack of a better term on two I um, I knew I kind of had a had a very quick understanding of how the uh the you know the business of law works. <laughs> you know, we're all out there to um, you know for for. Our own interests, and obviously we work in teams and things like that. But at the end of the day, um, some things are unpredictable, and it's important that you always put you first and uh, don't don't do it for the wrong reasons. You know, don't do it just because you want to have that big firm name uh, beside you. Because I can assure you, your life will be miserable, completely miserable. And I've seen my fair share of people just do it for the wrong reasons. Um, it's a bit like, you know, whenever you applied to law school, you know, if you applied to law school, uh, so you could walk around uh, a bar telling people you're a lawyer, then you've got your priorities set completely in the wrong place. Uh, I'm sure most of us went into law to help people. Uh, I'd say the same with respect yeah. to, uh, to, you know, to working in, 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 big law and working all those hours that are expected. Uh, if that's what you really want to do, that's great, but don't do it for the wrong reasons because Uh, you know, burnouts are are a real problem. And I certainly believe that uh, one of the contributing factors to that is just people doing it for the wrong reasons, not actually enjoying what they're doing.
0: I agree. And working a lot of hours isn't an easy task. And it's even more difficult if you're not enjoying what you're doing. And you're just dreading every day to get up and go to work. So like not every day is going to be so much fun or you're not going to love every single day, but if you hate every single day of you going to work, then it's going to be really hard for you to continue at that job totally, or even stay. totally agree with you. In general. So I just wanted to kind of sum it up. I know we already touched up on this about, um, an advice you'd give to second or third years that have not secured, I guess, like their dream job of working at anywhere, I guess, like they've applied and they've not secured it. So, or they feel like they've, they're behind everyone else. So what advice would you give to those students that are feeling depressed and upset, or they feel like they failed, or they're behind everyone else? So I know you already said that, you know, it, you, you're, this isn't the end. And there is something that's gonna happen for you later on. And just because you failed at this one step, or you feel like you failed, doesn't mean this is the end all. So, what ad- other advice would you give to yeah, them? Yeah, that's
1: a very good. Uh, that's a very good question. So, I mean, you use the word fail, and uh, it's funny. Yeah,
0: that was poorly no, no, used. Not at all. No, not at <laughs> all. No, failed. not at all. Because
1: that's yeah. that's what we feel like. That's totally what I felt, yeah. and that's what we feel. And I've done hundreds of interviews because I've been on the recruitment co- committee for my firm since I got there. Having, having gone through it and seen how it works, I wanted to really influence maybe in a more positive light, how uh, how we deliver the news for instance. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So failure in my view, I mean, we all agree, it's not failure. Um, it's, you know, you're certainly having secured what, what you were intending to do, but um, the question, and, and we're all type A's, right? So we're all, like when you look at it, right? It's a bit like a pyramid, in my view. It's, you know, the people who get to, into law school have, you know, met a certain threshold of, you know, marks and life experience and things like that, right? You go through that, you write your LSATs, and then oh, now we're now we're taking all those people and we're trying, we're putting them against one another to apply for these select few jobs that are available in two L, um, within these these usually big firms, um, and then you know, so it's it's all. I always compare myself to, oh, you know, rather than always looking up, it's oh, it's good to look down and see, you know, what what you've achieved um, and that not getting that 2L job is <laughs> frankly not a big deal at all. Um, and, and, and for me, a blessing uh, in my specific uh, experience. And I think for a lot of people that I've inc- encountered over the years. So um, my first question to, to those, to, you know, someone 2L would be, how do you know You know, how do you know what your dream job uh, is in 2L? Like, how how do you know that? Uh, You you don't. You've never stepped a foot into a, um, a, you know, a law firm probably by that point, having worked uh, in, in you know, with different clients and and lawyers. You really do not know. Um, And uh, my experience was, you know, I think of Suits, for instance, that Netflix show, I mean, that, you know, or whatever, the Hollywood movies, that's, that's, that's that was my, my, my starting point.
0: That was, I think everyone's, I remember the first day of law school and they they told us like, this isn't like Suits. And that was the first thing we heard. <laughs>
1: well, uh, I could beg to defer sometimes, but yes, for sure. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly slower paced than, than Suits. Uh, it's rare you can get a yeah. motion as quickly as they would get motions on that show. But, um, but, but joking aside, it's, you just don't know. So take it take it as a, it's part of your journey in law school. It's sometimes, you know, I've got my personal views with respect to how that process is done. I don't think it's perfect, but I don't think it'll ever be perfect. And it's not for lack of trying. Um, but just because you don't get in, I, I look at it as, you know, I have a few friends that play in the NHL and they've all kind of, they've all kind of gotten to the, to the NHL in, in different avenues. One of them was a first round pick. He was picked quite low in the draft and ended up uh, making the team early on but then got injured and then had to go to the minors and play for a year Um, another friend went to university went undrafted kept working hard kept doing what he enjoyed doing and then got uh, you know ended up uh, being um, picked or get signed by buffalo at the time and ended up playing for like 12 different nhl teams and And now has retired from the game and is pursuing a career in sports psychology because he had an undergraduate degree. The other guy doesn't have have that education. So my point is, it doesn't really matter how you get there. And just because you didn't get in through the first round um, doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to get there. It also doesn't necessarily mean that the person that got in the first round is going to be there when you get there. Um, And that's the whole point, in my view. And it's unfortunate because the process makes you believe that it's, you know, you don't get hired too well. You're screwed. You are a failure and you will never get that dream job of working on B Street or wherever it is, uh, Wall Street. or You know, it's 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 so yeah. it's so misleading. Uh, and we're always looking for, you know, young, smart lawyers in our firm um, that, that, you know, come in as lateral. So so that's to me, it's a myth. It's wrong. It's uh it's it's misleading and uh, I can assure anyone listening to this that if you didn't or if you don't get hired in two L or if you didn't get hired to two L and you still wanna do the big law, I can assure you you will do that at some point in your career.
0: Well, I'm glad that someone like you is on the c- recruitment team and is trying to change the process of how how that I guess like bad news is delivered to students because that would be so helpful and I hope I know you're open to students reaching out to you and asking you about your process. So I think that's great because I think you're the things you're saying, it's gonna, they're going to be so helpful for students. And I think they're very insightful. And I think a lot of students who are in the same boat are going to really like to hear those things for someone who is working at a big law firm and had this, a similar experience to themselves, as themselves.
1: Yeah. And it's, I think, I mean, go back to the LinkedIn post. That was the whole purpose of it was, hey, reach out. Um, yeah. because I didn't really have anyone to reach out to when I, when it, when I experienced that, uh, I don't come from a family of lawyers, you know, my, my dad works for Hydro. My mom's a nurse, very simple people from a very small town. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't really know who to talk to, you know, and it was, uh, we talk about mental health and, and, you know, the, that certainly has changed a lot. There's more awareness today, but I'm sure that at the time I, uh, you no, know, I was, I was, I was struggling for sure. And, um, you know, that post, like so many people reached out, like people from all over the world. It was, <laughs> it was, it was so cool. Yeah. Wow. Like people you know, in the U S go through that. They don't have articles in there, but it's very similar. Um, in the UK, uh, people reached out in France, people reached out in Australia, people reached out. <laughs> and it was, it was, for me, it was like, I think I benefited more than they did because it was just so interesting to hear their perspective, uh, having gone through a similar experience. So, uh, and you know, to, to your listeners, reach out anytime you know my email is available on my uh on my gowlings profile or, or linkedin and always always happy to chat it's uh it's certainly something the profession doesn't do enough in my view and that's uh and that's something uh, that i really strive to do because i having lived that experience uh, somewhat negatively
0: well i assure you I'm pretty, I assure you that all law students or people that are in the same boat or just anyone in general will really appreciate that. And you'll probably get a lot more messages about people that are in the similar boat after hearing this as well. So it'll be amazing for them to speak to you. So thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. My
1: pleasure. (laughs) Nice talking to you.
0: Nice talking to you as well. Bye -bye. Bye. Take care. You've just been listening to The Law School Show Student Life Series. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our website, thelawschoolshow.com. If you like what you've heard, give us a like on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and Instagram for the latest updates. Curated resources and opportunities to help you navigate the law school experience in every episode. Catch it all here next time on the Student Life Series.